Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. For years, we've been kicking off this segment uh, with Focus on the Family. And today I uh, come with a little bit of a mixed emotions, and, and that is because our guest today, uh, Bruce House Connect, uh, who has uh, been uh, looking at all those judicial silliness and what's going on around the country for Focus on the Family's Daily, daily Citizen. Bruce just told me that uh, this will be the last time we'll be together because he's going to be uh, having an opportunity to uh, retire. And uh, so as he gets together with uh, his family, which includes three grandkids, and I know that he's going to spoil them as he's given uh, his kids payback for what they did to him when they were young. So uh, he'll keep those grandkids all sugared up and uh, wired, ready to go. And then he gets to go home. That's what retirement's all about. But before I do that, let me remind you that Focus on the Family is my very high esteemed uh, ministry. I always uh, will direct you for whatever issues you're dealing with in the day to go basically first to the Old or New Testament and consult God's Word. And then when you have that Word from the Lord and the Holy Spirit is also helping to illuminate that, always, I tell you, go to folksandfamily.com, put in that same subject matter, all so many areas of resources, including if you need to talk to somebody, uh, you can have an initial conf- consultation with a, a counselor, and they'll point you back to getting some additional help here, professionally if necessary, and uh, they are the go-to place to go. Now, even though it's free for all of us when we've got a need and we go there, well, it's very expensive to uh, the operation that they're having. So others are standing in the gap so that you and I get a chance to go there for free. But if you have an opportunity uh, could you go to folksandfamily.com and just 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 give something there? They're a 501c3 ministry. Everything will be adding up if you do more than the standard deduction on your income tax by the end of 23. I know they would certainly appreciate it. And by the way, I know a lot of you today understand the concept of either paying it forward or paying for others. So if you're looking for an absolute uh, place where you'll get the most bang for your donated dollar, Go to folksandfamily.com and maybe maybe make a sizable contribution on behalf of others. Well, what today, my, 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 a topic we never talk about, religious liberty. And today, uh, because uh, Bruce House Connect has been the uh, watchman on the wall on behalf of uh, the Daily Citizen as well as Focus itself, he's joining me this afternoon. And um, he practiced law for 17 years in construction litigation. And uh, he joined Focus in 2004, so that gives you an idea. He was also an associate pastor there uh, at a church in Colorado Springs for seven years, and uh, primarily in worship music. He loves to get out around Colorado with his camera, and uh, I'll tell you what, we are excited to have him with us again. And so, again, congratulations on your retirement, and glad we're getting a chance to visit with you one more time. Uh, thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me on. And yes, I am looking forward to spending some time with those grandkids. All right. Well, I tell you what, whether it is Open Door, Voice of the Martyrs, you know, I've done a lot of work with the refugee issue in, in Lebanon. It's now going to be exasperated with 
the two earthquakes up in Aleppo, northern Syria, southern Turkey. So I know a little bit about uh, religious persecution around the world. But I tell you what, now that we have instant communication, talk about that because the atrocities, whether they're in the Sudan, wherever it's at, it is open season on Christians as well as Jews, isn't it? It really is. And and sometimes American Christians don't realize the extent uh, of the persecution overseas in Africa and the Middle East and Malaysia, places like that, where where you're really um, um, you're not guaranteed to go to bed in your own bed at the end of the day. You know, you just never know if your life is going to be demanded uh, in in those particular areas of the of the world. Um, and the problems we have here are real, but they're a little different, and and they're not as uh, life altering and life threatening as they as they are in many places that uh, we're keeping watch over. So, yeah, American Christians, we have to be watchmen on the wall here at home, but we also need to rejoice that we have such great freedom as Americans, and, and a, such a great document is the Constitution and the Bill of Rights that, to protect our religious freedom. Well, since this is your last time with us, let's talk about the, the document. Let's talk about what's happening. And boy, in the last even 90 days, Bruce, you know, if you wear a pro-life hat at Smithsonian Institute, you get tossed, but yet people mm-hmm. are walking around with pro-choice T-shirts uh, we, we see things going on with the archives, the FBI, the Department of Justice. And now that the Republicans have taken over the House and they're able to have the subpoena power and having these hearings, we are really realizing the absolute damage. And especially, you could get this. Uh, I've been talking for a while about, uh, I've asked the question, well, we know how horrible the abuses were under J. Edgar Hoover. They're back, but the question is, have they been going on all along with the upper FBI leadership, or is this a a new takeover by bureaucrats? Tell us what you think about this new government that that seems to be thinking that they're part of the kingdom and they're the bureaucrats that rule. Weigh in on that. Yeah, I I grew up in an era where we kind of uh, idolized the FBI, you know, the G-men, the the ultimate enforcer of of America's values as reflected in its laws. And w- there was so much respect for the Department of Justice and and uh, for the FBI. It, it just it boggles my mind at this point in our history to see to see the Department of Justice and the FBI being used as weapons in the in the culture wars that are being played out in America. And it's it, it's saddening, it's maddening to see uh, people like Mark Houck, you know, father of seven, yes. living in his, his rural house in Pennsylvania mm, with mm, mm. 20, 20 cars uh, full of FBI uh, SWAT team members show up at his house to bang down the front door and, and arrest him for what turns out to be a minor sidewalk scuffle in Philadelphia two years ago. And now he's in, in, in the, the beauty of our justice system is that he was acquitted uh, just a couple of weeks ago. But why did the FBI, why did the Department of Justice feel the need to go after a dad who was merely protecting his son on a sidewalk from an aggressive pro-abortion 
escort who was shouting vulgarities in his son's face. I, it, it boggles my mind, um, this, the stage that we're at uh, in America. Well, I'll take it to the next level because the the code, the federal code statute, whatever you want to refer to it, it specifically said that what they arrested him for was a carve-out. It didn't cover the so-called sidewalk escorts. It didn't cover those that are peacefully protesting. And they filed a charge against him that clearly the law says they can't prosecute him under that charge. And then you worry about going before a jury trial. And we've been seeing juries that uh, somehow have an agenda. And, uh, you know, it is scary time. It is a scary time in America when you can be dragged into court by your government. And then if maybe the peers don't like the color of your your skin or maybe you're a Christian or a Jew, those prejudices now seem to be, I don't have proof, they seem to be coming out in some of these jury trials. Man, this is this is not the America I grew up in either. What would say you? Yeah, I, I am thankful for the rise of public interest law firms who defend Christians. I'm thinking about the Thomas More Society who represented Mark Houck in the Pennsylvania case. The Alliance Defending Freedom, who's yep. been doing this now for 30, 30 years and and uh, doing it really well. First Liberty, Liberty Council, um, ACLJ. I, I'm probably missing 10 more that are, that are uh, active around the country. And I'm not sure what Christians did before the rise of these um, uh, uh, law firms that represent people for free because they're they're donation based, and I'm certainly grateful that they've they've been around because the state of religious freedom in this country would look a lot differently without them. I just got to put the name out there, Jack Phillips. I, I even I I deal in this stuff. I'm I'm in Tallahassee, uh, head of the Florida Ethics Liberty Commission. How does this guy keep getting dragged into everything by that that in your state that this Colorado Civil Rights Commission or whatever it is? This is an atrocity. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, Colorado, unfortunately, has turned blue. Um, its legislature has been passing laws for 10, 15 years now that have have a liberal agenda behind them. Jack has been fighting those laws and that liberal agenda since 2012 when he he declined to bake a, a, a wedding cake for a same-sex uh, wedding. I mean, he went to the he went to the U.S. Supreme Court and won. And on the same day that um, the U.S. Supreme Court announced they would take that case. He got a phone call from a, a transgender attorney in Denver asking him to bake a cake celebrating his um, his conversion from a or his transition from a man to a woman, and that landed him back in court even after the Supreme Court freed him on the other claim. A setup. So that's a setup. That's the latest. It, it was a complete setup, and the Colorado courts bought it. Even the even even the Colorado Civil Rights Commission this time around. Um, uh, faced with a, a countersuit from ADF on Jack's behalf, they they bowed out. They said, "Okay, we're we're not going to go after Jack for the transgender cake issue." Mm-hmm. But that just left it open for the uh, the Denver lawyer to sue him, and that's 
And again, Jack is lost in the Colorado courts, which are stacked against him. He just recently uh, was issued a negative opinion from the Colorado Court of Appeals, right. which didn't, didn't like him the first time around. And now he's got to face the Colorado Supreme Court, which didn't like him the first time around. We, you were talking about the fact that at least with all of the of the, the law firm representation that will represent Christians and Jews, and I know Liberty Council is right here, and, and Matt Staver is just in arm's reach from here us here in Florida. You know, eventually, you know, justice can be served. But but speak to the fact that, unfortunately, the left and, you know, our founding fathers uh, told us that, you know, this document they gave us that you referred to, it's for a moral people. It was designed for a lot of Christians and Jews way back in the beginning of this country who, who, who voluntarily did what was right and wrong. Today, it's not the question but it takes so long for justice to crank along. And then you look at a Jack Phillips, he gets justice, and he still doesn't get justice. Talk to our audience about this frustration of waiting so long and how much damage happens until something doing somebody doing something against Christians, it takes a long time sometimes to shut it down. Yeah, obviously. You know, Jack, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, Jack's been fighting <clears throat> for his religious freedom since 2012. Hmm. And any number of Christians out there are are in their own situation where they've been fighting it for years. I, I think of and um, Florida is a, a focal point for some of these conversion therapy bands or the yep. that uh, that were struck down by the Eleventh Circuit, um, but they've been upheld in other places for the last umpty ump years. And there are counselors out there, licensed counselors, who for years are now terrified to talk to their clients who want help with unwanted attractions, uh, either same sex or having to do with gender identity, because of these state laws around the country that uh, prohibit them from doing so. It, it violates the First Amendment, but it hasn't even gotten close to the Supreme Court yet. Um, and only the Eleventh Circuit has taken a, a, a stand in favor of counselors. So there's there's the years long delay mm. in getting justice. Well, and then talk about abortion. How long did it take uh, mm -hmm. Roe versus Wade to get overturned? Uh, mm -hmm. We definitely have to take the long view of of our of our cultural battles and our legal battles, don't we? Mm. So what about the future, the future of religious liberty? And let's focus here uh, in America. Because it's interesting because you talk about the long game. You know, I'm in the camp that when you look at end times prophecy and revelation makes it very clear that all nations will come against Israel. And I'm not a lawyer, but I'm kind of like in the camp, all means all. And what that means is something's going to happen in the United States where what we have today is probably not going to be what we've had for a long time. And that one day, even the United States will turn against Israel. Talk about that, because we're fighting the battle, but we also know we win, but we also know a lot will be taken away before we get there. Talk about that. Yeah, I, I think history has proven that our freedoms are fragile in, in America. Uh, I think President Reagan used to talk about that, that we're only one generation away from um, forgetting and losing that which we we have uh, been given at such a cost. And, and things as 
things like the composition of the Supreme Court can change over the course of just a few years, and the whole entire direction of the country can change because of the interpretation that a majority of the, the nine justices can come up with in any given case. So if there's one thing that we've probably been able to see ever since 1973 when Roe v. Wade was, was uh, handed down, it is how things can change and not sometimes not for the better. Uh, I am I am hopeful that at least in the short term we have a Supreme Court that seems very uh, defensive of our First Amendment freedoms. That's encouraging. But again, how long does that last? You know, these mm. these are nine human beings. We don't know how long they're going to serve and how long the conservatives are going to serve, and things could change. But um, as far as today is concerned, you know, things look good. But it, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. You know, this experiment called America, this experiment called democracy, uh, that some has referred to it as the experiment, uh, you are absolutely right, Bruce House Connect. It is it is very fragile, but it also depends on you and I and everybody listening today. So we got about, uh, oh, about two and a half minutes left. Talk about the need for all of us who are Christ followers and all of us that can understand that freedom isn't free. And uh, since we live in a representative form of government, it's up to us to step up and start insisting that ourselves and the Jews, that we get religious liberty. How important it is for people to get involved today. Absolutely. You know, all Christians should be praying. So that's step one. Yes. I take that as a given. Uh, but, but we need to really stay glued to the, to the news, everything that's developing on a daily basis from the courts around the country, uh, things that you tell people on the air. We have to stay informed. Then we have to do something with the information that we have. And we have to support, uh, the right, the right groups that are, that are leading the battle, the, the law firms that, that run on donations as they, as they defend Christians. Um, we, we have to stay informed, involved, and then why not run for office? Why not run mm-hmm. for the local school board? We're not going to change, um, anything by, uh, just, you know, being cute and, and, um, showing up on Sunday morning to worship God. Uh, we're going to have to do it the rest of the, the other six days of the week through our through our service to our brothers in Christ and those of our nation who may not know God, but they would benefit by having um, our perspective on a whole host of social issues. So mm-hmm. we need to get involved. We do. Well, I'll tell you what, wise wisdom from a wise man, Bruce House Connect, who is a uh, Soon, very soon, we'll be retiring from Focus on the Family uh, service going all the way back to 2004 and uh, the great legal mind that uh, he shared with us. And, of course, the area that I work in in Tallahassee with all these issues and statutes and codes, I just want to congratulate him on his great service. He served uh, Focus and Focus on the Family Daily Citizen well. And, uh, you know, Bruce, I know you're going to get around and do some traveling. So whenever you get down or you're, or, you're, or you're pulling out those AAA maps or online, if you if you need a few tips about what to do, what not to do in Florida, you know who you got to call and we'll keep you on track. But, my friend, thank you so much for everything and we wish you all the best. Bill, thanks for having me on. I will miss our times together and our chats that we have. Thank you so much. God bless you. 
Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. 